But sometimes you have a wild kid. Sometimes you have a kid who's affected from the outside through learning disabilities, trauma, abuse, and they act mamish terrible. What should you do then? So listen to this Nasiva Shalom, Negea also to TP. The Devishmul and Bayishlach. It says that Bayakov, Bayishtachavu, Sheva Poamim, Adgishtoi, Ad Ochiv. He bowed seven times until Ad Gishta, until he reached Echov, Achiv, until he reached Ad Achiv. He reached what? Pashib he reached his brother physically. He says, no, 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 no. Shagam Eitzel Esav HaRasha, Hoiseb HaMamakim Nekud HaPnimius, Shehoyeboi Achiv Shel Yaakov. Deep down, even in Esav, he deep down had, he was a brother. This is my brother. There was a piece of him that was good, that loved Yaakov. But there were seven layers of klipos, of dirt, spiritual, emotional dirt, that covered him over. With each time he bowed, he pushed down, he was machnia. Each one of those levels of the klipos, he revealed the brudeshaft. He revealed the brotherly love. And then there was no walls anymore. And as we know, because I'll say this is, even though Esav signed Eliakov, here it was real. But think about it. Think about it. He had a problem. Esav, the biggest rush in the world, with the maximum amount of klipas around him. How did he get through? Two lessons over here. One thing is, he didn't get through by yelling at him. He didn't get through by screaming, what's going to be with you? Look at you, you're such a monster, you're a terrible Russia. It didn't work. He got through with Heshtach He got through with sending gifts. He got through by, by taking care of his own ego and bowing and having his batlus. And that's what made the walls calm down. That's the first lesson. If you're trying to reach somebody who has walls around them, from abuse, from trauma and hatred, whatever it is. You're never going to get through those walls to reach the achiv, to reach the brother, to reach that, that person, right? You're never going to reach it if you go at them with being tough. Because what happens when you go at somebody being tough? You get more walls. They put up more walls. Less communication. They're hearing you less. So those kids who are harder to reach, they need more hishtach they need to get to melt those walls. Right? We have to melt those, and there's only one way. If you have an ego, it ain't going to happen. says in Nasiv Shalom brings down in Yom Kippur. Why do we bow down? That's the ultimate of of self. I am nothing. He brings it down because Kedusha Slavi says Yom Kippur is not machaper unless we reach a bechina of ayin. If you think you're a somebody, Yom Kippur can't be machaper for you. You have to reach a bechina. I am a nothing. I am a nobody. And what? What represents I am nothing, I'm a nobody? When I'm on the floor, I bow down. I'm a vat on myself, Legamri. Yaakov went to Esav. He wanted to reach the brotherly, the brotherly love inside of him. Hishtachavaya. Unbelievable. The second Nakuda that we can learn, he didn't need to create love. The love was there all along, it was just trapped inside. He had to just reveal the love. How do you reveal the love? By melting those walls. When you melt the walls, you reveal the love that's there because a brother is a brother. 
Ayid is Ayid, Chelik Lakaimimau. A son is a son, a child is a child, a parent is a parent. Says the Nesiv Shulim, Vim Eitzel Eisav Kacha. If this worked by Eisav Harasha, Kal Bachoimer Eitzel Yelid Yehudi Kosher. Can you imagine dealing with an Erlacha Jewish child? His is carved out of the Even if he has a terrible covering, a terrible klipa that is covering him up. The machanech, the teacher, the educator, the parent, needs to figure out a way how to get into that pnimius, to get through the walls. And this is very similar like when you want to take care of diamonds. You want to become a diamond cutter, a diamond finisher. Sometimes you have a rough diamond. It's very hard to figure out where the right spot is to cut through, to be able to make it perfect. It's hard to find a suitable angle to cut through. An expert, the hand of an expert, An expert can figure out the best point, where to deal, how to get in, through the bad parts, and then you're going to see, he's going to reveal an exquisitely beautiful diamond. The same thing, with our children, sometimes they're covered in dirt. You have to know where to talk, and when to talk, and how to talk, all of that. We heard last night from Rav Yisrael Zan, who came here, and he spoke beautifully. And he used to go ahead and take a lot of pictures. When he was a shtickle vilda kid, he was a wild boy, and he liked to take pictures. So he used to go over to his aide, and he used to take pictures of him, and chap him, whatever he was doing. You know, if he read something, he did something, he was taking pictures. And it was way past what was respectful. Rabbi Yashiv didn't say anything. Two months after these pictures that he was taking, he was bothering him, two months after, he says, I remember exactly where I was standing in Bnei Brak. Right? Rabbi Yashiv was in Yerushalayim. He came to Bnei Brak for something, and he was walking with me, and he told me, you know, not everything that, that happens you need to take pictures of. Not everything, you know, you don't always have to... And he gave a Musr, a little criticism that, you know, what you did two months ago wasn't maybe so so proper. So he said, Zayda, I accept what you're saying, but why didn't you tell me then? Why did you wait two months? Bnei Brak, a different city, why did you wait? So Zayda told him, Rabbi said, everything needs to have the right time and the right place. You have to remember that. Even if you want to say something the right time, and the right place. Rabbi Yashav understood that if he would have done it then, maybe he was annoyed, maybe he would have come across annoyed, maybe the boy would have felt more insulted. It's so much easier to talk when, when it's not happening right then. You tell a kid, you know, two months ago, Chalamai, I saw that when you did whatever, it wasn't so good. It's Hanukkah time, right? He could accept that. You tell him, not Bashas Maisa, they could accept it. So if you just want to vent... You're going to always criticize Bashas Maisa. But if you want to change the child, you want to imbue the concept into the child, you've got to think about doing it when he's going to be the most makabel, when he's going to be able to receive it the most. This is genius. Rabbi say this is genius. Rabbi Yashav was a genius. You want to change the kid at 5, at 10, at 20. Over time, you want to have an effect on him. So it's not about, okay, I did my job, I said it, criticized him. How many parents, they say things that's ineffective because they say it all wrong. 
And then you hear them saying it. How many times do I have to tell you the same thing? That's a raya that you failed. Because if you would have done it correct, you wouldn't have to say it over and over again to that kid. Now, each kid is different. That's what he said, like a diamond. Each one is different. It's true, you have that older kid, first two kids, whatever you told them, and listen, and it worked. Could be. Now, you got this other kid. He's a little bit more challenging. Or you got this other one who has more challenges. And therefore, he can't, he's not misogal to hear. You got to up your skill. But the bottom line is, you shouldn't be saying things just to say them. Everything has its time and its place. You look at the kid, you say, you know, this kid has a problem. He's not doing this thing correctly. I accept upon myself as a parent, as a teacher, I'm going to slowly affect change in him to change him from the inside, right, that he should become different. That's how you change people. The problem is it's so much harder than just whacking him and screaming at him and venting when you're in the moment. Who's even going to remember about it two months later? And then you say, yeah, I don't know if I should bring it up. But then, of course, we're taking the easy way out. Real chinuch, as he said before, it's not the pressure. It's lahavi say. So you have to think, even if you want to say something to a child, when is the best time? Is now the best time when their hand is in the cookie jar? Again, I told you to do that. Do you really feel? Right? The Rav Pam said that the roisham of anger takes away the roisham of your message. The impression of the anger dilutes the impression of your message. You have a great message. You didn't listen to me. You should behave better. Great messages, right? Parents, we have the best messages. But if we're angry, it dilutes the effect that you, you don't change your child. You don't change the student. Everything has to have its place and its time.